Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about flexibility and a little bit in the context of career and technical education. And in our last show, we sort of established what we're talking about, what the issue is and the importance of flexibility. This time we're talking about what exactly, what does that mean for higher education? What, what are the things that colleges and universities throughout the country need to be doing to make education flexible and available? I don't know. I don't know all the answers that because that's a very broad question. I know what I have read and what I have uh, been involved in personally, and it means a variety of, of different things. It means thinking about our schedule of classes. It means thinking about the modality of instruction. And it means also thinking about how to make any one of those modalities or schedules work for the students. Uh, one of the things I've uh, I've seen and I've worked in and I thought was quite effective was the open lab concept. So you you flip the classroom, you turn it into a hybrid where the didactic element happens remotely when is convenient for the student and it it is well done so so the student can manage her his way through it and then the uh, time in at the institution is done in person, but it is done not just within the block of time that you would schedule in. You would lump all of the scheduled times across numbers of sections, and students can come in across any one of those days and 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 times of the days in order to be able to accomplish what they need. Uh, that could be a really effective uh, model. Now, there is a, an issue if, if it's loosey-goosey, then they're going to come in right before something is due, and then you're going to have a rush and, of individuals, and you may or may not be able to uh, accomplish uh, everything you want with them. But figuring out what works for them and coming up with ways to incentivize coming in on a routine basis could be a key element. Another element that we think a lot about is, is a different model of, of uh, hybrid education where students come in, let's say they have two nights of uh, uh, in-person instruction. You, do, uh, you can give them four classes by doing uh, two on one day and two on the other day, and then the flip days are happening online, whether synchronously or asynchronously. Well, synchronously is not going to happen if they're taking classes, but asynchronously and also good quality. So those seem to work, but you have to create the rhythm for the students. And the rhythm is very important. And you also have to allow them to be able to switch if their work schedule or life schedule comes in the way. This is where I think things like uh, high flex polysynchronous instruction could be a very powerful tool. Yeah, and part of the reason we're talking about this is, you know, specifically, most people just when you think about a college student, probably your first thought is, you know, someone that's 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, right, right in that range, that very traditional age college student. But Yes, that makes up a lot of college students, but 
the number of those students is is going to be getting smaller and smaller here over uh, the next several years with an enrollment cliff coming up. So we need to be thinking in higher education, how can we get other students, get students that are non-traditional students who maybe have careers, have families, um, and can't really fall into that full-time traditional college student schedule that may be a, an eight to noon kind of schedule. So it's it's making other classes available so you can take a class at seven o'clock at night or uh, you know you you do have that opportunity to take a class online, but uh, you know, it's done in a synchronous or asynchronous way so that you can still have that access to education, but in a way that fits your schedule and your life better. Yes. And, and uh, just just as, as a note of, of knowledge, uh, about two-thirds of, just shy of two-thirds of uh, students in two-year colleges are part-time students. And if if more of the four-year offered more flexibility, I think their numbers would be even higher than they currently are. So as we're standing today, the majority of students are already part-time. And more and more of them are gonna be older. Therefore, we need to think about part-time. So if we think we're, um, we're succeeding now, despite the fact that all of the indicators indicate that we're losing momentum and numbers, then let's imagine when we actually hit that cliff, how, how much worse it would be in terms of serving the people. A couple of elements that I think are critical to flexibility. Uh, flexibility have to include the full-time faculty. Evidence time and again has shown that students who deal at least partly with full-time faculty, are likelier to succeed, are likelier to be able to complete. So uh, that should be part of the equation. That should be part of uh, how we think about solving potential issues even down the road, uh, especially when it comes to flexibility. And, and let's face it, uh, the Google and Amazon universities are around the corner if they aren't there already. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really easy to learn stuff on YouTube U, and uh, there are a lot of people that turn to that to to learn something. Um, one of the other pieces, you know, especially as we think about career and technical education, is how can you partner with business and industry in all of this? So uh, there's a, a program that I learned about at a different college that was working with um, a logistics company, and they had the the employees had their schedule set for months in advance. They always knew that they had one of two days off during the week that were always going to be the same. And what that college did is it set it up in a way so that you know if you knew that you always had Wednesday off, for example, um, every class you needed to take for a particular degree fell on that Wednesday. Uh, and then they had another day of the week that, you know, let's just say Thursday, because um, you either had one or the other off, the same curriculum would run, the same schedule would run, everything was all timed the same. 
So if you had to change days for one reason or another, you didn't fall behind. Uh, you know, so this wasn't a come take our degree and you're going to have classes Monday through Friday. No, you're going to have every class you need on the same day of the week and you're going to be able to get through. That's a wonderful idea. And I've heard, um, I can't remember where in Kansas, but they have a, um, in that town, they have a massive meat processing plant. And a lot of the employees are in need of English as a second language. The community college provided instruction for free before and after the shift. So they were there seven days a week across all shifts available to those employees. That's flexibility for that employee. And mm -hmm. they don't have to drive to a different place to get to instruction. It's at the place of work. Uh, so it makes it easier. Logistics and, and cost of commute is nothing additional for that student, which is very important. Because if even if you're going to do a 10-minute drive, you have to think about the logistics, uh, having vehicles, uh, that work, or weather, uh, kids, uh, other dependents. So flexibility is about really thinking in my opinion about putting the student first uh, and it works for career technical education but i think it does and it should be made to work for general education and transfer we need in my opinion to increase the number of individuals that transfer from two year successfully transfer from two-year colleges to four-year institutions despite the fact that an overwhelming majority of students come in saying, well, I, yes, I do think I'm going to be doing a bachelor's degree. Well, they don't even com complete their, uh, their uh, initial education at community college, not because of our alleged rigor, rather because of our scheduling. So flexibility will help greatly, in my opinion, in that persistence, in that completion successfully, and those uh, transfer opportunities. And we're going to talk about in our next episode a little bit about what else flexibility means and the importance of being flexible, not just in academics, but in other areas as well. So if you like programs like Let's Talk Head and you're watching us here on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to our channel. Ring that bell down below. You'll get notified when we post new content. And of course, you can find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.